you're listening to Bus Talk. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bus Talk. Hope you have your glasses filled and schedule cleared. Because you know the next 45 minutes are going to be super indulgent because it's time for a little rendezvous. On this episode, we are speaking to Anirudh Singhal, who is the founder of Speedex. Now, if you are from the Alcobe world, you already know this brand, which makes best-in-class custom bars and bar equipment for the industry and also for the home bar enthusiasts as well. A well-designed ergonomic bar is often ignored, but super crucial element in what makes a bar truly successful. So let's hear it from the man himself. Over to Anirudh. Hi, Anirudh. Welcome to the show. Hi, Pallavi. Glad to be here. <laughs> right. First of all, let me start by saying congratulations on the success of Speedex. Every good bar Thank that you. I go to seems to have you as a secret ingredient. Well, that's yeah, but it's really nice of you to say that. We are pretty happy. Um, people have been kind to give us the opportunity to, you know, be part of the the successful bars all across. And uh, yeah, we have no complaints. We're very excited. Right. So let's start a little bit. Uh, you know, let's go back and talk a little bit about your background and you know how you got into this space uh, to start with. Uh, so, Pallavi, uh, originally, uh, you know, I got exposed to the the hotel, the hospitality business uh, by joining a hotel management school in Bombay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sort of studied there for three years and then got absorbed by a, a big hotel company called the Hyatt Hotels. And uh, uh, then, you know, uh, ran food and beverage establishments for them uh, for a period of about six to seven years uh, within India and abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that exposed me to the to the whole, you know, food and beverage aspect of the hospitality business. Right. And uh, then, you know, uh, from there, I, I moved on uh, to this company called DLF, uh, which is a real estate giant. But they also, at that point in time, were foraying into the, the lifestyle business and particularly the food and beverage business. And they set up these restaurants in Emporio Mall in, in Delhi called Sets, which was earlier called Zest. Mm-hmm. And they needed some some key F&B guys. So I joined them, then were ex, you know got exposed to a whole new level of you know, F&B experience. And then one thing led to the other. Uh, I, at one point in time, decided to have something of my own, uh, you know, particularly towards uh, the bar business, the beverage mm-hmm. business. So mm-hmm. all in all, I've been a hospitality guy and just sort of worked through hotels and brands and then decided to do something on my own. Right. So hardware yeah. is, was was that the first choice or did you think about getting into beverages as well, like creating your own brand of beverages, for example? Was that the natural um, choice? Yeah. So it wasn't really a natural choice. It kind of, uh, I think uh, it transpired to become one. What happened was that when I was with the Hyatt and, and the DLF, which I mentioned, I got part of this uh, team, which was, you know, in technical terms, known as a pre-opening team. So mm-hmm. every time a new establishment a restaurant or a bar was to open there would be a a sort of a SWAT team or a pre-opening team which would go there spend two months and set it up so that got me exposed to the nuts and bolts of the F&B business which is what goes on in the back what Hmm. goes on in you know in hardware what goes on in setting up and getting it from a project stage to an operation stage and uh, and that is totally uh, independent of the food and the beverage product so, right. so, you know, the soft skills are separate and these are the hard skills that exposed me. And then that kind of sort of caught my fancy. And I, and I realized that this is a niche space within the business where, where you are the nuts and bolts expert and you are in, in all sense, an enabler for the, for the operator to be able to operate. You, right. you sort of set the unit up and that, uh, 
got you know got me excited and that's why i always stuck to then uh, this role because i thought that you know i kind of learned this better than the other aspect of running an establishment right how did you start uh, so really how okay. did you get into it um so i mean uh, when you talk about speedex i mean when i mm-hmm. when i worked with so uh, other brands and started speedex uh, i used to always complain uh, when i would go to any bar you know i would always complain that you know i never get my drinks on time i mm-hmm. uh, you know you go go to a, a busy bar or a relatively non so busy bar your average drink service experience was always very very average you know right. very basic i mean mm-hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't club it across the uh, you know uh, network but largely it would be a pretty average experience and this i'm talking about in the year 2012 2013 mm-hmm. so uh, i used to wonder why this happens you know the bartenders are really trying their level best the the staff is trying their level best everyone's you know putting their hard work but still you know the experience is always very compromised right. and then you know uh, we started looking deep into it and we realized that 9 out of 10 bars uh, were wired wrong in the mm. sense that you know a promoter back then would spend a lot of money in setting up the bar would spend crazy money on the lighting would buy you know marble from the most expensive uh, you know quarry to get the the flooring would buy very very fancy furniture but yeah. the the bar counter which is the counter which sort of propels your entire beverage sales mm-hmm. that got completely overlooked because the the promoter would think that hey look i mean it's just a counter i just have to give him a few steel equipment and that should be all right mm. whereas whereas that's the engine of that ship and uh, mostly it was ignored and then we realized that there is a huge opportunity here because mm-hmm. uh, you are going to tell the tell the owner or the client that if you spend good money on a bar the mm-hmm. bar will pay for itself you will never Absolutely. pay for it yeah yeah because because you know you'll sell more you'll you'll get repeat orders more you'll get customers coming back to you again overall you'll make more money so mm-hmm. uh, that sort of told us that look this is where we need to get into and then we uh, you know used this opportunity and decided that what is it that needs to be done in a bar to make mm-hmm. it very friendly for a bartender and that was very simple we just had to make sure that whatever the bartender needs to make a drink is at an arms distance and mm-hmm. that's the philosophy we followed from then till now so we in all our bar designs we we strive towards this that whatever he or she needs when he's when the uh, the person is making a drink that thing is at an arms distance so it's like a virtual triangle which is being made and uh, whether it's lemon it's garnishes it's ice it's the beverage it's the mixer anything right and that uh, you know uh, uh, prohibits the bartender criss crossing the lens of the bar on a busy night bumping into his colleagues and so on and so forth yes. so that's how we got into this uh, you know uh, particular business which is the on trade bar business right so basically increasing the efficiency avoiding accidents and creating a more productive environment for the bartender to do his job absolutely and and yeah and making sure ergonomics are in place one very key reason also there uh, which uh, you know got us to to do this was that when you go to a a, a busy uh, high energy bar where there's music playing at a very loud volume or decibel mm-hmm. you realize that the customer and the bartender are always struggling to talk to each other when they're placing a drink because right. you have the customer leaning towards the bartender you have the bartender leaning towards the customer they're all trying to shout into the ear and mm-hmm. that's an experience which nobody is enjoying uh, right. both the bartender and the customer so we okay. kind of I've started working to evade that completely and the first thing we did to do that was uh, we reduced the depth of our equipment in such a way that the bartender comes that much more closer to the customer 
Hmm. And hmm. earlier on, the standards were all haywire. There wasn't any, you know, yardstick. But we decided that this has to be addressed. So you are getting up close and personal with the customer. You don't have to bend. You don't have to really yell to put your point across. And therefore, the whole experience becomes a lot more smoother. Right. So that was also one of the key elements in our, in our, uh, you know, design philosophy on that. Right. This seems to be like a learning curve, right? Obviously, none of these practices existed before, like you said, right? We're talking about 2010, 2012. None of this really existed during that time. So what was your process for adaption? Like, how did you go about, you know, creating your products, learning and everything like you just said, you know, even the distance between the customer and the bartender, you know, the ergonomics of it. How did you really go about it? Was there like a research uh, that you did that you commissioned or was it just by observation uh, of different bartenders? So it was it was a bit of both. Uh, mm. uh, firstly, the, such practices of efficient bars and ergonomically inclined bars are very common in the West. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, for example, in India, uh, you would give a lot of emphasis on designing your kitchen because the mm. chef would get involved as to where he would want his walk, where would the refrigeration go, and so on and so forth. But uh, none of that is in, is in was in the bar. But in the West, equal amount of uh, importance was given to how bar counters are designed, and therefore the beverage. Uh, programs in in bars across Europe, America, and various other you know uh, places was far more evolved because you know they put in that effort. So we studied a lot of that, and mm-hmm. we realized that the first and the fastest way to get going on this is to adopt best practices which are being you know followed in key cities in the world, which mm-hmm. are known for kick-ass bars, and mm-hmm. uh, that sort of you know cut us and got us a little ahead of the curve because we realized that look, people are already doing some some you know things in their bar counter so let's just you know imbibe that and bring that into our own space right. that being said we also started uh, visiting a lot of bars within you know our own country which were successful and so, you know we used to spend hours across the counter and sort of figure out that as a consumer what is it that you are noticing is going wrong mm-hmm. one of the key things which we realized was that it was getting very difficult to get a chilled beer in most of the bars you don't get cold okay. beer in bars oh, you always get beers which are yeah i mean i don't know if you've ever experienced that but mm-hmm. i used to really experience that and i would wonder mm-hmm. that why can't you, why can't you get a, a rock chilled beer i mean right. you just have to you have you have a queue of fridges at the back Exactly. They're all queued up. Yeah. There are about 10, 15 fridges and all of them are stacked to the tea. But still, when you ask for a beer on a busy bar, hmm. you'll get a lukewarmish or, or mm, okay kind of a temperature beer. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't true, say actually. that, whoa, yeah. that's shit. Yeah. So we kind of figured that what's going on. So that, uh, you know, uh, revealed two important things. One is that the quality of refrigeration plays a huge role here. It's mm. very important to get the right refrigeration. You get, yeah. you want to get the heavy duty compressors. You mm. want to make sure that the unit is absolutely top performing. But most important is uh, how you stack the fridges in the sense that you, you have a 300, 400 people night in your bar on a Friday night. Uh, yeah. Your beers are getting consumed by the minute. So you need to stack your beers back into the fridge. Now, mm. once you stack beers back into the fridge, they will take that much time to uh, get to the desired temperature. They won't be rock chilled immediately. Right? Hmm. So we decided that your refrigeration plan needs to be divided into two. One is an operational set of refrigeration and one is a stackable set of refrigeration. Hmm. With hmm. the, you know, what, what happens is it gives you a head start to that beer which is going into the operational fridge. So so even when it gets into that operational fridge, it is still rock chilled. It, it, you know, it's not coming out of a room temperature setup and going into a refrigeration setup. That, uh, you know, uh, really helped us. And then we started creating ice bins specifically for storing uh, beers. 
which uh, again would be as your backup and you would only use them on a weekend when you know that you will need that backup storage uh, so what we did was we created multiple storage levels within the bar but all of them were temperature controlled really? none of them were room temperature so mm-hmm. that gave us a head start um, as a matter of fact now we are uh, you know just working on a very cool uh, concept which i think will start hitting bars very uh, in about a month's time from now uh, we've imbibed the whole uh, technology uh, uh, aspect in this business and we've got something going on the basis of internet of things mm-hmm. where we've got all refrigerations controlled temperatures controlled by by an app so okay. uh, i mean you have chains of restaurants and bars uh, mm-hmm. they have multiple units so the manager or the bar bar in charge or the owner for that matter would know that what temperatures are my refrigerators running at in all key locations right and there would be there would be a sort of a an alert which will tell them that this is dropped this has gone beyond 4 degrees celsius which means mm. that the contents inside have already started losing their temperature mm. and then you know you can proactively look at it and ensure that it's you know gotten back to the right temperature set so mm. this is a a very dynamic way of controlling uh, some aspect of this you know beverage experience so mm. we are we are working on that i think we should have that up and running in about a month's time that that really sounds really interesting so how does it go about now so now obviously you have all of these solutions that are available for the bar owners and the bar chain owners uh, does it now happen that you know these owners now approach you to design their bar or is there still an education process that you still have to educate them you still have to make them aware of all these possible solutions that are available to them do you see a change in the landscape now how has it evolved over the years Yes, absolutely. We we we've seen a massive change in the landscape. Uh, uh, when we started, uh, uh, you know, selling these bars after we've understood the problems, which I explained to you just a while ago, mm-hmm. we we had to really be a hard sell. We had to go and convince promoters and we had to tell them that you know, I mean, it's not just a counter. Like I said, it we used to tell them that it will pay for itself. You will make more money and yeah. so on and so forth. Uh, right. Some key marquee marquee brands. you know uh, bought our vision and they aligned at themselves and they said yes you know you're right we also agree because they're professional setups and they they gave us the opportunity for example riaz uh, amlani the guy who owns social impresario they were the first ones who who got us on boards to build their bar mm-hmm. um, so you know they believed in us back then and they said that look you're right we also think the same let's do it together and then right. obviously uh, more and more people started coming on board um, mm-hmm. now obviously the situation has changed a lot uh, serious food and beverage uh, brands have realized that apart from the interiors and the and the aesthetics of the place the two key elements which you need to spend money on is the food and the beverage which is the right. product right. and everything related to it so therefore to get a a very good kitchen and to get a very good bar is now par for course hmm. it cannot be compromised uh, right. because they are aligned with that thought and because uh, we are we are you know we've been fortunate enough to be one of the key bar players in the market therefore a lot of people come to us on their own now we don't have to really go knock every door but we still are very aggressive and there is so much to do in this market that we continue uh, you know pushing this thought that you need a better bar you need a better bar what mm. has happened most importantly now is that the bartender has evolved hmm, hmm. Uh, so earlier, that was going to be my earlier, next question know, actually how involved is yeah, the bartender okay. in the entire process okay, yeah so now very uh, earlier our bartender was was a typical 8 hour shift format where they w- he would come and just belt out drinks and go but mm. now because obviously the bar community has got exposed they have traveled they've started traveling internationally people from all over the country have started coming and doing pop up shifts at bars in india so there there has been a massive change of uh, intellect 
uh, in our bars and, and international bars. So the bartender, the average bartender in a bar has realized the importance of a good bar. Right. Now, he or she raises his hand up and says that, hey, look, I need a better bar to perform. I mean, today I, I know bars where we built a bar where the bartender has recommended us to the owner. And right. they've said that, hey, look, we need a better bar. And mm-hmm. we know these guys can do it. So you mm-hmm. talk to them. And then I've seen owners having a very healthy debate with bartenders and saying that, look, what if I spend so much money? What are you going to you know, assure me? And then mm-hmm. the bartender tells them that, look, we're going to get more sales. We'll have a better cocktail program. We will have you know, more turnover, et cetera, et cetera. So now uh, that has really uh, changed the landscape because the bartender has realized that you can't settle for average anymore. You need, it's a craft which is, which is very uh, inclined creatively and uh, therefore you need the right set of equipment and uh, the base to be able to function. So right. I think that's really helped a lot. Yeah. Right, right. Now let's talk a little bit about home entertaining, right? So you also have a range of home bars that are there. How did that come about? Did you see a growing trend towards home entertaining like people who keep bars at home or because earlier I think it would be a small percentage of people like who, who would really be interested in having a home bar per se. How did that you know come about? How did that uh, you know how did you get into that line of business? So uh, it's interesting because when we when we sort of started regularly building bars for on-trade premises, we, we wanted to continue to innovate and uh, we decided to work in the home bar space because uh, it happened so that I wanted to get a bar for myself and uh, I realized that, you know, uh, any bar available, you know, in the market is essentially just a wooden cabinet. Yes, uh, it's a piece it, of furniture. It, they look different. Yeah. yeah, it's just a piece of furniture. Yeah. There is no functionality. They might look different. Some of them look great, but it's... It just didn't, uh, you know, hit that spot of functionality with aesthetics, you know, right. kind of a hybrid. So we realized that this is again an opportunity. Let's, why don't we make something? Because we we are already coming from a background of efficiency, ergonomics, functionality. So hmm. uh, if we can bring that in. And that's how we designed a, a couple of home bars. This was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, funnily uh, and strangely, we had no takers for it. I mean, hmm. I would say uh, very little, you know, right. uh, maybe a couple of people in a month would stumble across and say that, hey, you guys also do this. Why don't you do something for me? And mm. uh, we also weren't pushing it that much. But then when the pandemic hit and um, the, as we all know, the whole landscape changed, home entertainment became a big thing. Right. Uh, it may have been big already, but it gained more importance now. Uh, mm. uh, you know, people still go out. I, I'll, I'll always say, and I'm a believer that you can never swap going out with home entertainment yeah, never you yeah, you always a good go to your neighbors altogether i agree absolutely yeah but but the relevance of entertaining at home went a few notches up you know mm. the host or the hostess uh, would now put in more effort to entertain the guests at home as what he or she would do pre pandemic and uh, in the pandemic then we evolved as a home bar company we came up with newer designs mm. we we brought in this concept that if you are entertaining your guests at home at a bar, you mm-hmm. shouldn't run to the kitchen at all. Yeah. How can we make a bar where you don't have to go to a kitchen? Now, right. this rule is applicable for a one-bedroom uh, apartment to a to a farmhouse, to a villa. I mean, mm-hmm. if I am entertaining friends, I don't want to go to the kitchen. How right. can I manage that? Because otherwise, for everything, I'll end up being in the kitchen. You That's know, usually what used to happen, right? Because your fridge is in the kitchen. Absolutely. Everything else is in the kitchen. Everything is in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we wanted to just, you know, eliminate that aspect and then also create something which is ergonomic and efficient and functional. Right. So that's and our good home looking as well. Is. And good looking, very, very critical because, yeah. you know, Indian homes, varied, varied designs, varied tastes. Right. So that came in and then the pandemic hit upon us and the people really lapped onto these bars and then this kind of structured 
we we went digital with these bars we are now available on pepper fry tata click global luxury amazon flipkart our own website etc right. and uh, you know we started getting some phenomenal response and now this range of home bars is evolving on a on a you know quarterly basis we are adding newer designs because mm-hmm. we are interacting with our customer and we are finding out that there is so much more in a home bar which we can do i mean this is actually opened up into another space because right. the indian consumer was waiting for a product like this it's so it seems to me because you know they want everything in a bar some yeah, of them I can want, vouch for uh, that you know, so i have many. been waiting all my life for something like this absolutely you know and and then and then we decided that look we want to make it affordable we want to make it uh, you know uh, not too aspirational that somebody think that okay i'm going to save up for a year for this hmm. so therefore we started coming up with multiple price points and uh, yeah it, it's uh, really uh, moved in we've got now 11 store in store physical displays pan india apart from digital out- outreach Uh, we are expanding now you know and uh, the, even though the pandemic hopefully is on its way out we are all you know hoping that that's going to be true this year but none of that has impacted home entertainment because we were again very skeptical that okay what happens when you know the world opens up yeah are you going to be relevant anymore hmm. or will you be less relevant but none right. of that holds true because people are uh, you know like i said the whole concept of home entertainment went a few notches up hmm. it is it has now become a standard to have a a good you know home entertaining experience which means a bar is a part of it i mean if exactly. if you don't have it you might as well get it right right and it is also for personal so, yeah. consumption i feel like even if it's not you know you're not calling like you know you're not throwing parties every weekend but even if you're calling like a few friends over or even if it's just your family or you know if you really appreciate your drinks and you like that entire experience you would love to have a bar at home you know that you can personalize Absolutely. and you yeah. can keep it yeah yeah can this I... is actually a very important element because we also uh, realize that your nightcap you know mm-hmm. your post in a drink alone yeah. Yeah. has also you know uh, gotten a lifestyle element to it you could be right. in your you know pajamas but i mean if you are pouring yourself a drink you may as well pour it out of a fancy looking bar which is not disrupting right. anything in your home it's right. plug and play so you yeah. don't have to set it up an hour before to pour a drink you know what right. i mean so so that kind of helps so you're quite right you know apart from entertaining self entertainment or just a simple nightcap you know mm. in the night uh, all by yourself is also you know uh, relevant to this concept so, right yeah. absolutely let's talk a little bit about the models that are available so the first one that i got to know or i came across was the model x right a very good looking bar very functional as well so let's talk a little bit about the features of uh, model x and how you came yeah. about that so yeah so model x again uh, uh, like uh, like i mentioned we came about this concept of uh, bars keeping in mind that everything is encapsulated into that bar you mm-hmm. don't have to go anywhere uh, whether you are entertaining yourself or your guests uh, so therefore a fridge was you know very important uh, yeah. because you know mini bar refrigeration is critical for your beers tonics soft beverages even wine and champagne yeah. so we we tied up with godrej and boys for this particular bar because we are also a big, big believers of sustainability you know mm-hmm. uh, reducing your carbon footprint and uh, as we all know refrigeration has you know aerosols they end up messing up the atmosphere uh, because of the you know refrigeration yeah. gas which it uh, emits out so right. godrej and us we developed this fridge which is now part of model x mm-hmm. it it works on a concept of thermodynamic cooling it doesn't have a compressor therefore right. it doesn't have any gases it mm-hmm. doesn't emit anything into the atmosphere and it's 100% sustainable it's environment friendly and it's noiseless because it doesn't have that compressor Right. so then it it became a perfect fit for our concept so we fit that in the bar and mm. then in this bar we've got space for you to keep your ice cubes 
uh, in an insulated ice container mm-hmm. then you've got small little cubby holes where you can you know on a big night put some garnishes or on a very casual evening just put some nuts and chips and crackers in it and just keep you know eating out of there and then one element of this bar is a display cabinet which is a glass mirror display cabinet which is a very quintessential bar element in most indian homes yeah. uh, you know you need to have a mirrored cabinet to put your bar right, uh, right. put your alcohol stash and so we as well so you can show off the bottle and lit as well yeah absolutely so we got that in this we can you know one can host about 20 to 25 bottles of liquor in that cabinet mm-hmm. and uh, then you know you've got small small elements in this bar like you've got an inbuilt bottle opener uh, a, a towel hanger to hang your dusting cloth to keep your bar clean and uh, these are things because you know every time you look, go looking for an opener right. in a home that oh where is my opener i mean mm. an average you would say that i can't find the opener so we've got mm. all of these elements part of the bar so you don't have to rush anywhere else and uh, most important is the bar is on wheels so mm. if you have the luxury of space you can move it around in your home take it to your terrace or backyard or you know, on front lawns or whatever That's so true. that that helps and the most important element of model x which i think has really you know resonated with the customer is this a drip tray which we give on the top of the bar so right. uh, there is this rectangular uh, space which is a, a removable perforated drip tray mm-hmm. uh, that is like it's called a drip tray so we we tell the customer to make the drink on that tray because when you're making a drink if mm. you spill something it gets collected into this tray right and like getting a professional level we, experience at home because absolutely, this absolutely. is not something yeah. that you would find in regular homes right Obviously. you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. and also it gives you a personalized element so what we do in this tray is we customize a text or a funny hashtag mm. or a funny quote for mm. the customer and this happens for everybody now it this is. Uh, is a very big draw because i i think i've uh, uh, read about how luxury and efficiency uh, you know combined together when mm-hmm. customization comes into the picture so Absolutely. this is akin to let's say you buy a tomi bag you mm-hmm. know they 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 put your initials on the bag at an additional cost or whatever so right. we we decided that we want to tell that customer that this is your bar so mm-hmm. we'll personalize this for you and yeah. then a new new space opened up people started spending weeks to come up with this really quirky hashtag which they want on that bar you know <laughs> right. uh, couples getting married got their wedding hashtags in there you know people started getting their brands on it which they do for which they run for a living so mm-hmm. i mean the things are endless and and because we have the ability to do this in any language we started getting really funny funny you know requests and uh, i i i think that this whole idea of what to get on the tray became a bigger deal than getting the bar <laughs> Oh, that's and really interesting. Always, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and you know, people got their Instagram handles on the trays. Mm. So, and anything which communicates this as your own space, uniqueness. You know? We had a Manchester yeah. United fan uh, who right. got the Man U logo on it. So, you know, it's, I mean, it's endless. What? So that that really helped, and that's one of the key elements of our model X, and it remains to be like now. And mm. then, uh, you know, what we did with this bar specifically is we we launched one color, and then we moved to about fourteen different finishes because okay. we realized that. indian homes the living rooms mm-hmm. uh, you know obviously aesthetics vary drastically you know somebody is right. uh, you know yeah. very nordic in their in their sense somebody is very opulent mm. uh, so we need to we need to uh, touch every every taste so right. if it's uh, you know uh, if we just do one or two colors then we are not going to fit that in into every home right. and for that we, we came up with in the decor that yes, is there in the absolutely. room yeah so we we came up with multiple leather finishes from all from tan to green leather to ruby mm-hmm. red leather then we came to satwari or marble finishes 
Then we came in a lot of wooden finishes. Uh, you know, we came with a lot of matte blacks and matte golds. Uh, you know, I mean, we a lot of copper. So we basically toyed with a lot of finishes, combinations. And mm-hmm. uh, now, in the last year or so, since this streamlined so much, we now have a very good demographic uh, trend where we know that these colors are most popular in this part of the country. Right. So it's amazing. You know, it's a great insight because we know that, okay, this particular state, a lot of this color goes, you know. Right. So, right. and that's, that's a really good insight, you know, because then we know how the consumer behavior is. Hmm. What about Model yeah. Y? How did that come about? Uh, so, uh, actually, before Model Y, we had a small gap and we also launched something called as a dub- double Model X. Okay. Uh, which, yes, which the longer one. Yes, I've seen that. The yeah. longer one. Right. Yeah. Because we realized that when we were, uh, you know, pushing out Model X, a lot of people who had the luxury of space, maybe mm-hmm. were living on a farm or uh, in a villa or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. would, would prefer a bigger bar. Because right. now that the customer knows that there is a bar option available, I may mm-hmm. as well get something bigger. Large. Right. So right. so we decided to 2x the Model X. So that is typically what a Model X is, but in, you know, in everything in double. So it has two fridges, okay. it has two display cabinets, it mm-hmm. has double ice storage, etc, etc. And mm-hmm. it also has a ledge on top. So you can um, typically move a bar stool and sit across this counter and have right. a conversation with, a, with your host. Right. And it also has an inbuilt sink which doesn't need any drainage or mm-hmm. any water supply. We've come up with this contraption, which is self-sufficient. So you can mm-hmm. park it in the middle of your lawns. Okay. Know? So that came in in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to Model Y. Now, Model Y is uh, uh, mostly a hybrid of a home bar and a bar mm-hmm. cart. Right. Uh, so uh, the, the reason there is that uh, there is one set of customer who doesn't want the refrigerator. Okay, right. who who wants to stick without it and but still wants a, a functional bar experience then there is another set of customers who has a let's say a model x in his or her home mm-hmm. or a double model x in his or her home but because the home size is so big he or she prefers a cart or a trolley format which can be pulled to your drawing room when you have guests over ah, okay so that okay. becomes like your satellite bar right right and then there is this third customer, which is obviously the aspiration, which is wanting to have a big bar at some mm. point in time in you know his or her life, but at the moment still wants to have a functional bar. And then Model Y comes in because it's smaller. It is relatively less capacity of bottles in the display cabinet. It's about uh, fifteen, uh, and you know it has uh, it has a space to store your glassware and and some knickknacks. So mm-hmm. uh, you know it still amounts as a functional bar experience. And on the top. It still has those drip trays, the bottle wells, which are part of the modeling. So none of that is compromised. Right, you know? right. Uh, so that came into the picture. And also, we got a lot of feedback from our customers that uh, where can we get dedicated place to store stem glassware or to hang mm. them upside down? Mm. You know, because we have at least four or five glasses of wine at home or, or a couple of martini coupes, right. or, you know, so on. So you need, you know, these rails where you can hang your stem glassware. So that we incorporated in Model Y because we have that luxury of space as the fridge is not there. So, you know, that uh, came into the picture. Now, obviously, Model Y is uh, launched and it's doing very, very well. We've got tremendous response. We we have customers who bought a bar from us before mm-hmm. and are buying a Model Y. So mm. that resonated, uh, that thought which I just shared that this is like a satellite add-on satellite bar. To bar yeah. so, so we also have those customers. And then we have customers who are just directly buying the Model Y. 
right right so now you're basically catering to the entire ecosystem you want to get into uh, the space where you know anything and everything related to a bar a home bar you know you you want to cater to that right that's how i think like i was coming to our next category which is your bar essentials so you have uh, right. for it into that as well right so the thought yes. behind that i'm assuming is to kind of you know obviously have all other elements covered apart from just the hardware yes absolutely and uh, uh, you know accessories is a very big market in india in every space whether mm. it's fashion accessories or lifestyle or furniture or anything the word accessories it is resonates with every customer and that's why we thought that bar accessories although there is a lot going on in bar accessories if you mm. if you look online there is a lot of product available but uh, we decided that we want to uh, you know extend a similar experience that we want to make sure those accessories are functional and very very important uh, element is that they are sustainable and they are you know uh, we, i mean it's our bit towards the environment uh, mm-hmm. so we we decided to uh, you know develop that now uh, as matter of fact my wife natasha she uh, you know uh, decided to helm this whole uh, home bar essential space and mm-hmm. uh, come up with the entire product line so mm-hmm. what she did was she partnered with various companies who had a who had a thing for being sustainable for mm-hmm. example uh, you know we we made mats for our bar tops out of car seat belts so oh, okay. they are actual car seat belts which are upcycled and mm-hmm. finished in various colors and then converted into a full mat and that right. rectangular mat goes on top of your bar so mm-hmm. again it's a touch point it's a communication when you have friends over you look at it and you you, you probably say that how cool is that right. it's made out of car seat belts right. then then uh, you know uh, she uh, worked with kids bouncy material the colorful bouncy material and got them mm-hmm. converted into mats you know right. then uh, then we made aprons uh, you know uh, with upcycled army tent canvas mm-hmm. which is then colored into various finishes uh, mm. lined with salvage newbuck leather and you know made into a full fledged apron now right. this is because you know you nowadays people cook at home you mm. you're hosting guests at home a nice yeah. fancy looking apron but all of it upcycled is the great idea you yeah. know um, you have takers for it then we got something like a roll on travel kit bag so mm-hmm. you know you have a roll on bag which has all the key bar tools like your shakers your stirrers your jiggers etc but again the bag itself is upcycled made out of khaki again mm-hmm. salvage leather parachute lining material and you know uh, various other elements so yeah. that again you know uh, it's our way of giving it back to the environment then we worked with uh, uh, you know this particular line which we worked with we worked uh, th- there's a company called jaggery bags in in gurgaon they make bags out of tarp and upcycled canvas and they sort of partnered with us and you know helped us put this together mm. uh, similarly we worked with another company where we we you know created coasters and mats with uh, you know uh, sustainably harvested wine cork wood so the the material which yeah. is used to make the cork of a wine bottle mm-hmm. uh, that same material was then converted into coasters into mats and now we are working with a lot of other project products with them so mm-hmm. you know i mean this uh, the, the idea of the accessories like i said there's a market for it but we wanted to make sure that there is some element of it that is you know sustainable in this mm-hmm. case almost all of it is sustainable and uh, we you know uh, there are people who who buy the bars with us and automatically add on three four things so this mm-hmm. becomes like an add on revenue generation for us at the same yeah. time it's uh, it's sensible and it's thoughtful Uh, right. a very re- recent creation which we've added in this and that i think is our favorite is that we realized that a lot of these bars which we are making mm-hmm. uh, end up having scrap steel because they're made out of metal and right. that that scrap is again eventually adding to landfill hmm. so we we decided to mold this scrap into small hydroponic planters 
and okay. uh, you know we 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 get them going with our bar so a customer mm-hmm. can get that for his bar and they are magnetic so they stick on to the bar and oh, then you can put in a nice little plant there so right. that's our way of you know uh, just reducing the footprint so they've mm-hmm. come and they are very popular so everyone who's buying a bar almost everyone is getting one set of these hydroponic planters so mm-hmm. so that i think uh, also is helping and we are now adding a lot more accessories uh, in this space so yeah that's our home bar essential space right so sustainability is huge so i've i've heard you say that like i think every aspect that you've spoken about so far sustainability is like a big component in whatever you do right now so going forward Absolutely. how do you see that uh, you know panning out how do you see you know your products being more sustainable what are the future plans with regards to that yeah so i mean uh, uh, we have a lot of plans with regards to uh, you know becoming more and more sustainable right mm-hmm. now like you heard we have some elements our biggest endeavor is to how to get the entire model x bar or the home bar closest to being a 100% upcycled bar without compromising right. on the on the look and feel of it now there is obviously a lot of challenges no? i mean is it even possible uh, yes yeah yes 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 it is possible there are ways mm-hmm. to do it we have to reach that scale to be able to achieve it but there mm-hmm. are some things which we can do now and we are already working towards them in fact very soon you'll see them one of them is that we are coming up with a bar, because this bar is powered by electricity you know the mm-hmm. fridge needs electricity and then the the display cabinet needs electricity the, we are coming up with a fully solar paneled bar so we are where uh, you know one panel of that bar is going to be a, a small little solar panel which will power the bar right. so so if you have the luxury of about 2 hours of sunlight in your home mm-hmm. you j- just need to park that bar in in that corner for 2 hours and mm-hmm. then the bar will be reliant to run for at least 5 to 6 hours right. so so which means that you know that's your little bit towards the you know uh, conservation of energy so you're saying that you know if i have guests coming over today i'm going to park my bar in that corner in my home which gets sunlight and mm. then the whole evening i don't have to plug it to electricity i don't have to use it right so uh, that element we it's in our control today we can achieve it soon and we are about to achieve it in fact they soon it will be launched but right. to make the entire bar 100% upcycled it mm-hmm. is going to take a little while but we know it's possible and we are you know uh, striving to get there uh, sooner or later yeah right this really sounds very exciting i'm really excited about you know how things are going to go from here and how speedex is going to go into the future with all of this sustainability efforts as well it's really exciting what other areas that that you want to cover now going forward so one very important market which is propped up in this home bar space mm-hmm. is very interesting is hotels so okay. uh, what has happened is that uh, i mean obviously the retail consumer is is really excited about this and uh, you know we're we're loving the feedback we're getting uh, the hotels uh, especially the resorts have started uh, you know uh, taking notice of bar concepts like these because mm-hmm. uh, as you'll understand today if you go to a nice upscale luxury hotel let's take an example of one in goa for example mm-hmm. a w or any any equivalent or a fort agora or anywhere else you yeah. you'll be you know paying 20 to 30000 uh, rupees a night to get a nice you know room slash suite or maybe a, a villa experience there right. and uh, you don't get rooms there i mean people mm. are going there left right and center yeah everything's full so mm. the hotel owners have realized that why don't we enhance the whole experience and one key thing which has come up is that let's give a full fledged bar to a customer so it's mm. akin to you walking to a upscale resort and you have a, a suite or a villa or a largish room and instead of that typical mini bar which you have in a hotel mm-hmm. you have a home bar you know, right. which is your hotel home bar hotel room it's fascinating bar. yeah yeah it's amazing and i didn't think of it myself up until couple of hotel companies reached out to us and said mm-hmm. that hey look i mean this is very exciting and we want to do this for a select room in our 
in our hotel inventory because they also need uh, reasons to uh, show value add ons and right. why they're charging additional to a customer right, right so so this becomes a very good add on like if you go to a regular uh, hotel suite now a kitchen or a pantry is is part of course you have a small little you know pantry there you have a mm. coffee machine etc but yeah. nobody ever made a bar apart from that small fridge yes and, yeah. we're still uh, stuck with the mini bars yeah Absolutely, across the um, across the country, I'm sure internationally too. So mm. uh, you'll have those drawers which will have glassware clinging when you open them and you put them yeah. back in, you know, and uh, that's it. So, not, but we are saying you don't want to remove that. You want to keep that. Mm. You keep that. But if you have a largeish room or you have a suite or mm-hmm. a villa, uh, you always can find a place to park a nice little mini home bar from right. from the, our current repertoire of designs. And right. we, recently, we're we're just setting up a. a 30 beach villa hotel in maldives which has got one of our home bars in each of the villas so uh, mm. you know they obviously will uh, they have the luxury of space uh, you know each of the villas have a deck and a pool so mm-hmm. all of them are going to have a model x each and mm-hmm. similarly a lot of other hotel companies are working with us and coming up with designs particular to them so this new market has suddenly opened up for us. Right. Uh, and uh, and we think that there is a lot one can do in this uh, hotel room bar space you know right very uh, so very exciting uh, i'm i'm really excited about this i think this is really going to be a game changer i think so too i think so too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right that's it and you know i think that's all we have time for today unfortunately we'll have to wrap up soon so yeah thank no you problem. so much for being on the show this was really insightful i think this is one I space was, where yeah, yeah I, this is one space where actually i didn't know much about when it especially when it comes to commercial bar spaces and how do you go about sure. setting up a commercial bar so this is really insightful for me i'm sure all our listeners also will be very excited to know about you know the back end of how things go and how things work and there is a lot more to a bar than it actually you know the decor and the other elements there's also a lot that goes you know behind the scenes as well so thank you for that really insightful conversation thank you palavi thank you for your time thank you for the opportunity and as as excited talking about all of this as uh, as anyone else and uh, yeah we'll probably see you guys at the next bar yes see you soon thank you anirudh see you have a great thank day thank you palavi bye you too bye bye so that's it for today's episode with anirudh which model of speedex do you think is perfect for your home personally i would love a model x or maybe even a double x to be honest that would go so nicely with the rest of my home bar in goa okay i know i'm getting carried away but seriously if you are an upcoming bar a bar consultant designer or promoter you should definitely check out speedex.org and speak to anirudh i personally know so many great bars that are doing exceptionally well thanks to speedex okay after all that speed talk and the speedy episode it's time to say goodbye see you next week on another exciting episode of bus talk and like i always say spill secrets not drinks <laughs>